Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. And the red dot's not in front of you. Hey, I'm over here with the red dot in front of me now. Look there at me. Go. I got the red dot in front of me. Look y- at me. Yay. Hey, look, there's Wells. Look at him. Look at me. And then there's Kit. Look at Kit. I have a red dot, too. <laughs> you do. He finally got his red dot, everybody. <laughs> he did. Aw. Aw. Yeah. Hey, Josh. How's it going? Microphone stories. Microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. How's it going, Josh? It's it's going all right. It's you, going all right. You doing uh, good? I'm doing good. I, I want to mention something really quick. Oh, please. So if you were lucky enough to happen to get tickets to said beer fest that I'll be at this Saturday, then come up and say hi. Which beer festival is that? That is JJ Red Ho- JJ's Red Hot's Sausage Fest. Oh. Baby. What is it God, with you and Sausage Josh doesn't fest. get out much, but when he does, it's to the Sausage Fest. Hey, fucking men, man. I love me some sausage. Yeah, make all the dick jokes you want. That's fine. I don't care. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at it like, well, we've got our show title. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, why even why even have to make the jokes? The jokes make themselves. It's yeah, like I'm, communist I'm Russia. Amped. Jokes make themselves. I am amped to try it's all kinds of sausage. All kinds of sausage. Would you say you're pumped? I'm beyond pumped to try all <laughs> kinds of sausage. Is it going to be like an easy day or you really have to work? Is it going to be a real grind for you? It's going to be a big oh, grind for me. <laughs> Now there's anything wrong with it. That's all having you all that sausage in my mouth all day, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like five or six different sausages. Josh doesn't get out much, and when he does, you already made the joke. Yep, I know. I'm just saying. Like I'm going back that to was it a different show. <laughs> going back to the well. All right. All right. So, uh, so you're going to the the beer uh, and the sausage fest? Yes. Huh? Yeah. So I'll be there Saturday. Uh, if like I said, if you got tickets, there'll be the guy with two sausages at once. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And only one in my hand. I mean, have you? I'm not even going to ask you, Wells. Have you gone to that before? I've not. You might want to say, yeah, that microphone voice. I know. I know. Okay. I've not. Not. not have okay. Not well, it, just in case you guys don't know, um, I own a craft beer bar. It's a sausage fest every day. Hey. <laughs> hey. So they have uh, about thirty different beers on draft. It's eight or nine different breweries, and then they have five or six different sausages, a couple of bands. Huh. Just hang out at JJ's Red Hots and drink and eat all day. Is it a um, all-you-can-consume kind of festival? Yes, sir, it is. So both sausages and beer. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Nothing could go wrong. No, not at all. So, yeah. So like I said, if you got tickets, I'll be there. Come say hey. Cool. He'll be the one not making eye contact with anyone, but, you know, that's his thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hey, Wells, who the fuck is Cycle Brewing? Cycle Brewing. Yeah, we've had their beer on the show. Have we? Like twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we had their Rare Dos. Yep. Um, oh, okay. You know, big it, adjunct imperial stouts. It's pretty yeah. much what they're known for. Oh, okay. At least that's the they trade. Did the, like uh, days of the week thing, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. whatever. That was like super so, hard to get. And like they were, they were one of the ones the brewery that re- do the same thing. Mocha Monday. And, sure. Okay. These guys though don't make as much, and so they are secondary market horse. I mean, not they are, they aren't, but their beer becomes right. It's the kind of thing that people buy it. And buy it for twenty it. bucks and then sell it for a hundred same day turnaround. So yeah, all right. So what, what's happening with Cycle Brewing, Welly Wells? Uh, they're trying to go statewide in Florida. They signed a uh, a manufacturing agreement with a Brew Hub, which has enabled a lot. I mean, that's kind of how Cigar City was doing it. How Green Man of so Brew Hub. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a Sam Adams arm? Or? It's it's not. Okay. Uh, brew Hub is basically a brewery that contract brews for other people. So, but there's somebody from Sam Adams that like works there that was like big at Sam Adams, right? I have no idea. Okay, I think so. seems like I remember Bruja being involved with Cigar City at one point. Yeah, we just yeah, said like, that. Yeah. And uh, now there was somebody. Was it Brew Bus? 
Green Man. Green Man. Green Man was yeah, doing all yeah. their Florida. And there, was, there was Sam Adams <laughs> and Magic Hat. And I'm not listening to you guys. I'm reading the article. I'm yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this is cool that they're, Maybe, they're I mean, going there. You know, so in typical fashion, like I, I'm going to channel my inner purpose here for a second and say, well, look, all they're doing is they're going to package their crank IPA and their porter. Who cares? Okay. I Nope. I, I have never heard anyone say anything about Cycle. Oh, you know what? Their IPA is really good. It's always been about their imperial stouts. Yeah. It's always been about their adjuncted stouts, pastry stouts, whatever you want to call it. That's what they're known for. I'm sure these other beers are probably good as well. It but is, but it's what this is doing is taking some of that production constraint off so they can make more of the imperial stouts that they would bottle there. These are all canned beers. Okay. Man, I don't know about this, guys. I, every single time I feel like you hear about a brewery, contract brewing elsewhere, I mean, I mean, Highwire didn't take that next step into quality in the market until they stopped uh, uh, contract brewing down at uh, Lazy Magnolia in Mississippi. I mean, you know, there's something to be said about having the capacity and the equipment to do it all in-house. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some really good guys doing contract brews. I mean, look at, you know, the right. 12% portfolio up in Dorchester, Mass. is con- consistently churning out some really innovative beers like from Decadent Ales or uh, uh, what is that uh, one um, uh, uh, with the f- uh, Fat Orange Cat or whatever. You know, those guys are, you know, those guys are doing some pretty decent damn beer. Uh, but that said, I, I think the, it's far more often than not where... The con- that you you go you're you're almost it's almost like you're you're putting somebody else in charge of your beer. And yeah. Well, not almost. You really I mean, are. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so but you're I mean you're supposed to have some sort of you know some sort of like hey creative license here to say hey no, right. no, no we need to be doing like this but it's on their equipment with their restraints with everything like yeah. that. I, I, I mean, I'm glad Cycle's going to try to get their name out there. And, you know, you don't make as much off a of pro- off, off of package as you do draft, yeah. you know, especially if it's in-house. So I'm glad to see them trying to get their name out there. But, I mean, isn't their name already out there? <sighs> to a degree. Let's in say, certain circles. To, to certain beer nerds, the name didn't really ring familiar to me until you started mentioning yeah. the And again, the I mean, out, so. they're no, you know, within the inner, inner beer nerd circle, they're known for, again... They're stouts, not this other stuff. And maybe that's their way to say, hey, look, this is what we want to get out in your hands. And who knows? Maybe this Crank IPA is fantastic. I don't know. Because no, nobody's ever been excited enough about that to send one to us. Which, by the way, if you ever want to do that, contact at crapbeercast.com. Or hate mail. <laughs> Jeff at crapbeercast.com. Um, Josh at crapbeercast.com. Yeah, um, uh, we've, we've actually, I think, got some beer inbound for... Uh, the next set of shows, oh, sweet. which should be interesting because I think we're, we may be recording a bird song next time. Oh, okay. So that could be fun. All um, right. More to come on that. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, good, I guess good for them. You know, growth can be a good thing. Um, but man, I, I worry sometimes about these breweries that, you know, they start to get a name, they start to get demand and then suddenly they want to grow. What does that do? Can they always sustain that? Yeah. You, you, well, you're right. And, how many times has that happened? That, that I know I'm getting there. That people, you know, buy equipment upgrades that they turn out to not necessarily need. 
that's a good way of getting yourself in a hell of a lot of trouble and going out of business. Especially yeah. in so, this very competitive market. I think the wooden robot model right now is one of the best models out there, which is they went from 250 accounts to roughly 100. And they said, you know what? We're going to pull back our beer. We don't want to make all of our core beers as often as we want. Let's just go ahead and keep most of those in-house, make more money off of it, and then let's make sure out in the market we're going to see funkier stuff that we can do to have a little bit more fun. And and, you know, and that's a good growth idea, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it keeps you interesting. Yeah. Oh, definitely interesting. I mean, honestly, that's the problem. You know, I'm looking at all the stuff that we had between the last show and this show. There is one thing, that, uh, two, I think, that I've ever seen before. And one of them's the flagship from OMB, and the other one was the Lenny Boy that I've passed over time and time again. Everything else, I, I don't, I, I don't know that I've ever actually seen these on the shelves. Which maybe some of that's on me because I don't go out shopping as much as I used to. Yep. But on the <laughs> on the flip side, that also is something to be said for the the industry is is changing, is changing, and it's no longer about having that beer that you can rely on all the time. It's about having that beer that is new and hot and with the times and whatever's current. And it's got to have whatever, whatever's trending right now. Oh man, dude, uh, there's, <laughs> it was, um, we were joking on Facebook, uh, during uh, GABF. There was a couple of the guys in the business that were out at, uh, Denver rare beer. And the one Denver Rare Beer off the top of my head that we actually have on the shelf, it was at Denver Rare Beer, as in people were lining up to this exclusive festival to drink this beer, Red Poppy from Lost Abbey. It's a shelf turd on my shelf. Huh. Shelf turd. But I mean... But it is awesome. Maybe they should have brought another beer there. Maybe. (laughs) Because when I went to Denver Rare and Lost Abbey showed up with Deliverance and... Man, that's good. Yes, exactly. Little little bit different. No offense to Red Poppy, but agreed. But all the same, it's like wow, man. I mean, here you're at Rare Beer. This is not the easiest beer to find, and yet because it's available in our market, a lot of people won't buy it. They well, still would rather trade. And so, so the problem becomes, if I'm in the market and I don't know it's good, and, and I'm saying this as a moderately uninformed average consumer, if I don't know it's good, I don't know to get it. And there comes a point where. Every time I walk in, there's some shop owner, and I, I beat on you a lot for yes. this kit because every time I walk in, you have 18 different beers that are the best thing that you've ever had. Goddamn right. And before I know it, I walk out of there, and I'm like, how did I just spend $200? What the fuck just happened? I don't even have a keg. Like, what happened here? My uh, your per- your, your persuasion. My inventory thanks you. Yes. <laughs> But I think for a lot of people, you know, it's, it's kind of like the cycle issue. If yeah. you're at a, if you're at, at at a beer store and you don't really see anything, it's and I go, hey, dude, but that cycle beer, that's what you want. You're going to go get that. You're going to go and try and trade for that. We all are trying to chase whatever the hot thing is of the mm. moment instead of discovering for ourselves. I, I appreciate what uh, Common Market does, and I I'm, you can close your ears, kids. Fine. I like what Common Market does, where they they prepackage some six packs. And you can go in and like, here's some things that I see one or two things that I think I like. I'm going to take a gamble on this six pack. I'm not investing $40 in four different six or, or four packs. Now I can take something with me. And these are things that were recommended by one of the people behind the bar. And now suddenly I can, I, I can try a lot of different things and I might discover something new that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. Dude, I've never tried to sell you a four pack. You can always snap one off. What are you talking about? You know, when I go there, I like to snap one <laughs> All off. All right, okay. Just make it true. 
<laughs> but, it, but no, I, I see what you're saying, Jeff, and, and that's part of the reason. Well, number one, I can walk to Common Market. It's that close. So that's the reason why I go. You there. walk? Yeah, I do quite exercise. A bit. Yeah, I know. outside of the house. Uh huh. I don't believe it. Yeah, about every Saturday or Sunday, I am fake walking, news. I am walking over to Common Market <laughs> to grab my beer for football. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. But he that, says he walks outside. He really doesn't. He's ugly. <laughs> But that is one of the things that I do like grabbing is that little mix pack that they do because a lot of times it's stuff that I probably would not buy necessarily on my own and don't want to. And it, it's awesome. And, and, you know, every store is different about the breaking off thing, as you know, Kit. Oh, working. yeah. Especially in your past life where you used to work. I'm sure people broke shit off all the time that they should not have. Uh, Common market maybe. has signs up. Thou yeah. shalt not, not break, break a sixer. But yep. we've got some for you. Yeah, which is exactly. kind of nice. I think I part of me thinks that's might have been why they did it because they didn't have those signs up for a while. It's it's a different pathway, and I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong. I, I mean, I appreciate that. Well, and, and speaking of different pathways, and we tried to segue into this article a few different times now, but there are we've talked about this time and time again. It feels like the sky is falling, sky is falling, Chicken Little, the sky is falling. We're all gonna die. All We're the breweries are gonna close. No, they're not. They're not. One well, beer, one brewery closes, and everybody assumes the worst is about to come. So, over the past four years, this is according to uh, Brewers Association numbers, uh, closure rate for craft breweries has been two percent, two percent, two point one percent, two point six percent. So that's that's, that's pretty, not bad. That's really low, considering you know twenty percent of businesses considering the growth uh, fail in their first five years. That you know you're only getting 2% failure in, in this segment. That's, that's unusually low, but it's people that are scaling up in hopes that demand is going to continue on this meteoric rise. Yeah. And then they get caught with their pants down when the market adjusts. Well, you cannot have like 80% growth every single year. I'm sorry, 63% growth every single year. And then, you know, this brewery slammed into a wall with only eight and a half percent. Right. And that's it for them. And so we're talking about four strings, Brewing in uh, Somewheresville, Ohio. Um, yes. They just, out of the blue, shut their doors. Mm-hmm. And they had added on and had started contract brewing for other breweries who then, I guess, got big enough and they decided they want to do their own. Mm-hmm. They lost that contract. Now, all of a sudden, they've got all this extra space and they can't pay for it. You know, I mean, whatever the reason is, and it's not entirely clear yet. I mean, they went through this $2 million expansion and said, hey, we're going to start contract brewing for other people. We're going to increase our own production capabilities up to 60,000 barrels. And even that guy at the time said, I don't really know why we're doing this because that seems like an unfathomable number. Well, maybe you should have listened to your gut because you thought that that number was a little too big. Why spend that money to... And that, maybe that's why I am a fan of the, like the brew hub model. That this is a good way for people to like yeah. scale up, and you know the brew hub model itself is is meant to just contract brew for other people. Right. So um, and, one and person probably, and, and I would say I would I would suspect that brew hub is continuously sending salespeople out into the market, talking to breweries, saying. I noticed these trends. You might be close enough that you might be interested in coming online with us. Here are the things that we can provide. Whereas four strings, I don't know that they did. I don't know that they didn't. 
but they may not have been sending people out trying to continue to grow that business because they had somebody. You know, when you're uh, when you when you're in that industry and you decide to make a business choice, like you have to continue to think about the business choice. You can't just like sit on it and say, "Oh, cool, I made this American IPA that won an award. I'm set. I never have to do anything else again." Yeah, that's not how things work. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. When I read this story, I I see this time and time again of these people that they get all excited because they have this little tiny bit of growth and they decide to blow the doors open when they shouldn't. And sometimes they may even question why they're doing it. Yet, why do they do it? That That's what's really confusing about this particular example of this story is, you know, well said it earlier. The guy even questioned, why am I doing this expansion? Like, what, what am I going to gain from this? And now we see what they gain. Their doors shut. They're on an indefinite hiatus, as they called it. I have two thoughts on this. Um, one thought is is uh, you think about um, f- we're not going political, but think about the tax cuts, right? The quote unquote tax cuts. How whatever where whatever side you lie on in there, a lot of the businesses that benefited from the corporate tax rates dropping, they took that extra money. We got headlines on all the on all the on the businesses that right that. That were you know going back, uh, giving it back to their uh, employees, right? But what we didn't hear a lot about is is businesses that were using it as treasury stock money, going out and buying, rebuying their stock from uh, an outside investors in order mm-hmm. to increase the value of current stock, right? Yep. So you so that's one of my thoughts, right? So in other words. If it's probably not a good idea if you come into a little bit of money, if you're a business, no matter if you're in the beer business or not, in order to say, hey, let's just go out and make a whole bunch of capital expenditures and try to grow not organically. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's my first thought. My second thought is this, and we talk about this at Trackside a lot. And, and people constantly say something like, Kit, when's the bubble going to burst? Or they'll ask Derek <laughs> or they'll ask Aaron, when's the bubble going to burst? And what the story that I always tell them is that how many breweries are in this country right now? And, and nobody knows, but the answer is right around just under 7,000. Okay. Yeah. How many people are in our country right now? The answer is right more around 360 million, well, uh, more than 360 million people, right? Okay. The question now becomes when prohibition went into effect in 1919 uh, and, and, and put into law in 1920, how many breweries and how many people were there? The answer is, don't even worry about it, I know, 104.5 million people. There was 4,100 breweries in the country. So a third of the people and more than half of the breweries. Correct. So, so is the bubble coming? Maybe down the road, but it's not here yet. We no. have so much growth that can still be attained especially in craft beer when you think about budweiser miller and coors have 80 to 85 percent of the market left and craft beer only has 15 to 20 yeah exactly you got to remember too that anytime anything slightly negative happens it is easy evergreen articles Mm. i I would imagine that a, a lot of these writers just have their template already prepared they slap in a couple different names. They're like, oh, the bubble's about to burst because they know that'll get clicks. Yeah, and in, in, in this article, and I think, well, as you're about to point this out, they talk about when a brewery in Wichita, Kansas closes. Very close to where I grew up. Holy or, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what, exactly. what, is, what is really unusual for me is that 
inside this article, they just completely name drop like Triple C out of Charlotte. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I, I saw that too. And I, I was saw like, what? what was what was the they, they were making a point with Triple I didn't C? Catch as well, that. I it, it, it was yeah, about yeah. it was comparing them like the size of oh, the size. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? I mean, it, hey, it random. Blows, thanks for the publicity. Yeah, but but it, but it does it puts things in a lot of perspective to me that you know. Triple C, I mean, I was just there on Saturday that they're looking to under, like, for them to do what uh, Four String did and grow to a 60,000 barrel system. It's like, I just don't see that happening at all. Yeah. Well, and I was insane. How long has Triple C been around? Like six, six years? years? Yeah. Seven years? Uh, shit, and, I don't and you know. know. <clears throat> and it, it goes to show, like, somebody, I, I can't remember. Uh, Maybe Josh, I can't remember if I sent it to you today or not. Somebody had retweeted or tweeted or something like that, and it was uh, oh the Josh Knoll thing. Some of the effect of like, look, if you're going to open a brewery, make sure that you're first off interested oh. in in running a business. Yes, yep. Because unfortunately, so often you make beer and you have friends that come over and say, "Oh, hey, you're a home brewer. I like getting beer for free. Your beer's awesome, dude. You should totally open a brewery." And then. You go and you open a brewery and maybe your beer's not good enough. Or more than often, what, what we've seen happen over the last how many years we've been doing this podcast. If you don't have the business acumen to run a business, it doesn't matter how good your beer is, you're going to fail. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, and again, you know, Wells, your point, a brewery like Triple C saying we're going to add X capacity and start contract brewing. Like I would be shocked. Oh, boy. I'd, I'd keep a list in my head of things that are like working for each brewery in town and, you know, things that are potentially working against, like how likely is everybody to close? And if they were to announce, Hey, we're doing this $2 million expansion. That's going to take us from 5,000 barrels to 60,000 barrels. Guess who's moving up to the top of my that's potential right. closers list. Yeah. Because that's a that's a big thing. And, to and there's a break difference off. between hey, we want to open a new tap room in a really expensive part of town, and if that doesn't survive, well, we just shut that down. No big deal. We can still, you know, retain our original operations, but to to take your main base and then expand it in this way that just isn't sustainable in ways that people aren't asking for. Exactly. Or you think they were, or really they probably were six to twelve months ago, and they're not anymore. I mean, to me, just having Kit in the room. This would be as simple as Kit all of a sudden blows up even more than you already are, and you decide, okay, great, I've got all this extra capital. I'm going to buy the store next door to me. I'm going to blow out my walls. We're going to triple not the just size. the store next door. Let's I'm going to do buy four the- nude locations. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to take <laughs> over the barbershop once. next door and the actual like antique store next door. We're going to expand, and then we're going to open a place in Waverly. <laughs> exactly. And then one was a chapel. And then one over here in Cotswold, and then five and, and nobody wants it. Nobody's asking for it, dude. Yeah. No, nobody. Well, no. I mean, like, I, I'll raise no, no, my no. hand. I no, am. No I would no, like. No, 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 none taken. Because I, I would like a mean, closer location. I'm not going to lie. Fair, but I would, no, fair. I would be upset at you if you built out just for that. I get that question at least once a week. 
when's your when are when you're going to open up a new location? Yeah. The answer is, are you shitting me? <laughs> are you fucking I'm nuts? Ju- I'm just trying to get this one profitable. We have a three yeah. year plan. Yeah. Let's just do the three year plan. Yeah, you're only on year two of and, three. And yeah, and you know, are you looking maybe, to fund this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I got to be honest. I feel like if I went out and, and solicited money, and you know, with what we do, it's a, it's slightly different than at most, which we I understand a little bit about. You know, being you know uh, different from my competition, right? Right. I mean, come on, man. I, I think I could. Go, I I think I'm good enough at business. I just believe in myself blindly, whatever, and can go out. That's obvious. And, and yeah, thank you. And yeah. uh, go out and and possibly open up another shop somewhere else in the city, right. And make it profitable. But I am under no illusions that would be so damn difficult. Yeah. Why bother? Let's make this profitable and grow organically from here. Right. Exactly. And, and, and then. Maybe in 10 years when I'm sitting there going, oh, shit, this has done really well. Maybe yeah. we can talk about doing something different. Yeah, there, There's this idea, I think, in American small business that success is only there if you're explosively growing. And explosive growth has to be tangible. That tangible piece is you're adding locations. You are Chipotle or... Shake Shack or whatever the hot new, you know, the the hot new restaurant in Charlotte is, blurp, you know, whatever it is, right? That doesn't necessarily track for everybody. I'm I'm going going to stay unique. I would rather you stay, stay weird. Yeah, stay unique. Yes, unique. Yeah, that's what I meant. Weird's fine. I'll take weird (laughs) because I, I, we do things differently than everybody else to some degree. So, you know, I mean, damn it. Yeah, stay weird. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of staying weird. Speaking uh, of staying weird, Rogue. Yeah. Uh, so is, the Rogue president is going to step down, and they're going to promote from within. But I have one question for you that was not, and you specifically, Wells, mm-hmm. that was not called out in this article, of course. Is the corporate culture there still as toxic as it was two or three years ago? I don't know anything about the corporate culture at Rogue okay. two years ago. Because it was rough. It well, really I'm looking at some of them rolling out the voodoo donut and shit within the last five years, and yeah, that was kind of they kind of backed off a little, haven't they? Or are I we think just not should. getting them much here in the market I, anymore? Both. Um, if for me personally, I've seen one rogue rep in the last two years. Uh, she was very nice. They had some innovative beers that were coming up, uh, but the bottom line is, is that you know, rogues most. Uh, money making beers right now. They're uh, honestly they're IPAs, and then Santa's a little helper. I mean, Seven Hop is a really good IPA, and it has somewhat of a following. But again, that's here. And, I mean, excuse me, that's over there, and right. not so much here. Yeah, yeah. So it's I, I mean, like other than like honestly, Wells was the last person I heard say out loud that they wanted to go buy a Rogue beer. Yeah, and it was after the show, and I went and. Bought sushi at a usual sushi, spot. Yeah, 101. And, and had your brown ale. And that bottle was old. Wait, so is it, wait, so I will say this, though. Has anybody in here had the Morimoto Soba Ale? Not in the last five years, at least. Oh, my God. When you drink good, that with but, sushi, holy mm-hmm. shit balls! It is really awesome. But oh, yeah. finding it fresh. I mean, just, I, I tell you, you're right. I mean, I, I've told, I told the rogue rep when she came over. I was like, why is this not in every sushi joint in the city because yeah. it's made with buckwheat. It's soba. I mean, that's what Japanese for buckwheat is. I mean, yeah. come on. That beer with sushi. I mean, that, the whole reason Morimoto got involved, he picked Rogue. Well, it was in every sushi joint uh, 
in in Charlotte ten years ago. Oh man! It's, and you, well, and, and, just, and if you guys remember, who was the biggest brewery that I saw when I was in the Dominican Republic? Rogue. I, I, oh. Wow, really? See, I didn't know Rogue had a 50-state presence until this article. I knew they were yeah. fairly wide, but I didn't realize oh, it was shit. all 50. Yeah, they're, they're in all 50. They're one of the like, few then. And like yep. I said, like it was old beer, but they were in the Dominican when I was there. And I mean, they're on the decline, and they know that. And I think that's part of the reason why the president is stepping down is he realizes he can't do anything else with this. So let's... Well, they've been on the decline some... for years. Right. I mean... 117,000 barrels in four years ago, and then last year was 98,000. Yeah. And that was a 7% decrease from the year before. So, yeah, what's um, it going to hurt to inject some life into, I mean, into the, a brewery? I remember them, some of the higher ups from Rogue coming to town and having like a coming to Jesus talk with their distributors. Like, we used to be everywhere and now we're nowhere. And, yeah. Well, meanwhile, they, what are they doing? Let's make a beer with yeast from somebody's beard. Let's yep. make a beer with pages from Moby Dick. Because, again, yep. going back to the comment from about five, ten minutes ago, is anybody asking for this? No. 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 Was anybody asking for a voodoo donut beer? Although, like, I say that in jest, although at the same time, if those look had at our been imperial worth stuff. A shit. Hey, there was one no, that no. was all right. What, what they are. Wow. What they are. <laughs> one. No, no. The banana pretzel. I think that was the one that I kind of like. That one wasn't bad. What wasn't they was were bad. was two years too early. If those came out, oh god, the last, yeah, if they would have come. If they'd come out in like nine months ago, ape shit for people those would have. They would have sold a ton more than they actually did. I'm not. We're not saying they're good, but no, 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 no. not saying that. The at current all. adjunct craze that we're in for stouts, those true. things would have sold like fucking hot. Cakes. Absolutely, uh, it's kind of funny. I, I will tell you a quick story from the brew house. Uh, brewing with Brad at uh, Unknown. You know, he used to work as the right-hand guy at Rogue. Yep. Right. And uh, I gave him massive amounts of shit about that beard beer. <laughs> I gave him good. massive... I, and he's like, dude, it was just Pac-Man yeast. You should have drank that beer. It was really good. I was like, dude, I'm not drinking a beer from another man's beard. It's just, even If it comes directly or indirectly, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care that it's Pac-Man yeast. I don't like exactly, exactly. Like, like if the, so, so like you cannot just sit there and say, "Dude, it was only this one thing." When you marketed it as something completely yep. different, yep, that is what they call the bait and switch. Yep, yeah, it's uh, blah 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 blah. But well, they're, but what they're, they were doing, but their that point. bait grossed me out. I mean, so I don't care what the hell they switched. And they were it masters to. at it. So yeah, because we used to bag on them all the time wow, about wow. all the gimmick shit that wow, they used wow. to do. So I think it's a little disingenuous, this article talking about, oh, they've, they're promoting from within because uh, this guy that's replacing him is a former AB dude. He spent seven years with AB InBev. He was the brand director with the high-end division. Like, he's only been with Rogue for, I mean, what, like a year now? Yeah, a couple of years. So, so this was a very calculated move to try to inject life into this brewery that is right. dying, not a... a quick and painful death, but a slow death that, I mean, let's face it, as much as we bag on them, they were one of the pioneers in the craft beer movement. They, sure. That was essential. Every single bottle shop in Charlotte yeah, for a period of time, have, if you didn't have 10 rogue skews, you weren't legit. Yeah, and if you didn't have dead guy, then what the fuck are you doing? What are you even doing here? I, 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 still, care, I still carry dead guy. For I, don't say, I don't know that I've ever had dead guy. Really? Yeah. All right, next time I'm me? coming in, next time I'm in, I'll, I'll, I'm going to five-finger discount it from the shop. Nothing but rogue beer. <laughs> and, 
and Kit never shows up again. How about that? Well, what do you I, got? I mean, I'm I'm telling you, like, I know we always say this, but that feels like another one of those quintessential. We we need you to have. Need to ha- you should have had this beer by it, this point. It's it's like, an American. It's a piece of American craft beer history. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Like, like an essential drinking show, and like even like I don't mind getting embarrassed over the fact that I have not ever had dead guy. I'm okay with and that. And double dead guy and whiskey barrel aged double dead guy. Dude, they're all, dude they're, the dead guy is, is fucking classic. I, and I hear you and I see that, but I just like... I. Next time you come in the shop, I'll buy you one. It's, uh, oh. I'm, I'm doing that for sure. And Kissel never arrives to Kids Trackside Crafts again. <laughs> it's, here it's, I thought you wanted my money. I it, guess not. I, dude, you know what, man? Just to let you have a classic on on me. Oh. On me. You can have that on me. I there get you it go. on you It's all an absolute the classic. Time. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. Oh, Absolutely. All right, so one final thing I want to ask, and then we're going to go to break. So I saw this on Reddit, and it kind of got me thinking. It is actually a good question. Oh, no. I'm terrified of this. This is eight inches. (laughs) (laughs) 42 ducks. 42 ducks. (laughs) So let's say for whatever weird reason, you... Double minus seven? Is that what the question? No. (laughs) You had to pick just one brewery that you would be able to drink from for the rest of your life. And I will give you guys two options here. You can have you can choose both a local and a national brand. Okay. I but like that. for whatever weird reason to find local Charlotte beer. Damn. Yeah. By your definition, Wells. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Yes. Yeah. Charlotte beer. What no Pennsylvania New York beer? Yeah. So no, yeah, so no Southern tier. For, for whatever reason <laughs> you cannot go anywhere else. You have to pick these two, one national, one local. Where are you going? Should, should we break and then come back with that? We can break. Or you, you want you want us to like stall here on the air and no, no, we can, for a little bit. We can. Break. I, dude, I, I can. Care. I can. I can start. I can start because I know exactly what I saw All the right. question on your email. I, 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 you know what? Locally, this was a really hard choice. <laughs> you got to be careful, don't you? I do. Uh, yeah. and because you know what, man, I can, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to give shout outs to the breweries that I considered. There was like about six breweries I considered, okay. but what it comes down to is I want, uh, uh if you, if you're going to be on a, your desert Island beer is basically what we're asking, right? The breadth of styles and the yep. home runs hit is what yep. I'm looking for because I'm a crappier drinker. I like to change yep. things up. Yep. The answer is Noda. Okay. Mm. All right, and 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 I would not have said that a year ago, and the reason I would not have said that a year ago is because they didn't have that Queen City Pilsner that they brought out, and that okay. Queen City Pilsner was off the charts. If if it had not been for that beer, I would have said Sugar Creek. Okay, because Sugar Creek's Pilsners, they're they're big Belgians. They've done good stouts. I would have said that because okay. they're they they fit into my profile. Their IPAs are solid. They're not doing a hazy beer, sorry. Yeah. You know, but just saying I, I like to change things up and as a result of changing things up, I'm looking for breadth of style. Okay. I get it. I get it. So yeah, so absolutely. but so Good locally choice. though, absolutely it's Noda. All right. So let's let's All right, stop lo- it lo- locally. Lo- lo- locally. Yeah, let's um, do local. I know I'm, where I'm uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you know that you start. Okay. Now well, Mine's easy, triple C. Breath of style. That's a good choice. Having different options. And for the record, I have a keg of their Pilsner. I'll get back to you on that one. I'm really excited okay. about this Pilsner. But I mean, like, Baby Maker stays in the keyser for me constantly. Jeez. 
Three yep. C's always there. Yep. Mm, great beer. Yeah. It, That's a great beer. They make a lot of damn good beer. And mm-hmm. I felt like for the longest time, I did ignore those guys yeah. for no good reason. They, they're one of those that it's the, um, they may not be hitting a home run every single time, but when you Except look at their barrels. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unequivocally 100% true. rate on the barrels. Yes. But when you look at their total body of work, they're right up there. Um, for it, me, you know, and it's just because I'm a homer, I'm going to go birdsong. Okay. Um, I, you know, I, I think I think in another year, potentially, that story changes. Um, okay. I, I think Divine is going to win me over before long. Ooh, um, wow. I, I would have thought Resident Culture, because I'm just talking about bre- breadth, breadth of style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resident I, I get Culture, it. I think, does like three things well. They do loggers well. They do hazy well. But okay, we, two things. But the sours. But, but here's so so eventually. eventually. So for me, I'm going to go to Birdsong because I've got higher ground. I've got jalapeno. I have um, uh, shit stout um, Mexicali. Oh, great beer! You know, I, I mean, there is. Uh, oh, you didn't even mention wait, Rewind well, Lager. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was going to say Rewind, rewind Lager. lager. You didn't let me get yeah, Rewind Lager. Uh, wake me up, Porter. I mean. There's a lot of writing. And then, you know, So Fresh IPA that we just had, they're creative enough that, that there's enough there to keep me interested. I never go there and I'm like, ugh, I don't want anything. I have, I hate to say it, been to Resident Culture and been like, I don't want Hazy and I don't want a lager. That's fair. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. absolutely fair. I mean, you know, again, individual but pilot. But again, to my, to, like I said, in a year, I wonder if my story changes because Divine Barrel is winning me over that fast. All right, cool. Wells? I've been scared of this since you sent it in the email, and I've been thinking about it for the last few hours. Yeah. Um, and it's probably Triple C for me, too. Um, they're one of those breweries that I am at every week. Okay. Just, and I mean, I'll, I'm probably at most breweries once a month, but I'm there. Right. Worst case scenario, two times a month. Okay. Um, and it doesn't hurt that they're really super close to my house. And <laughs> yeah. Always, and, you know, and, always and again, just friendly to be clear, just, this isn't a shot at any of the other breweries in town because there are oh, a lot absolutely. of really, really good breweries Dude, in town. T- we could sit here and talk for days about how the positives of a lot yep. of the breweries. Oh, yeah, no. Like, Old Mech was, like, right up there. And I'm like, oh, no, but the Triple C's got all these different beer styles where yep. Old Mech's just German. So what kind of mood would I be 100% in? 100% I mean, the, When the, it gets cold on that desert island, yeah. I want some stouts, y'all. But, not you know, just Fat Boy. Not just Fat Boy. It's it's one of the best barrel aging programs in Charlotte. For and sure. And then what they're doing with their sour IPAs. Yeah. Have I brought in no. any of the acid tests? No. The citra no, acid I don't think we had they're, they're good. Yeah, because, they're damn good. Because damn good. the reason that I don't bring it in is because that's like my fridge beer. Oh. Yeah. Um, we got the citra on ta- coming up on tap this, probably this upcoming week. And I'm really I, think, I think your place is where I had the citra yeah, acid test. Yeah, God damn, it's good. Well, the mosaic so, acid test last year was really good. What? I love me some mosaic. Yeah, buddy. I mean, I'm a promiscuous drinker, but I went to an event, like a multi-day event at Triple C, and I had six citra acid tests. That's all I drank over two days with six of that. Wow. I can't tell you the last time I had like that many of one thing. Baptist. If I wasn't like at home, even then I was mixing it up, you know, like I'm going to stay home and drink a couple Baptist. Well, yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's flip it. National kit. Yeah. This one's easy. (sighs) This one's easy for me. Um, It's Firestone Walker. Okay. It is Firestone Walker. It is Firestone Walker. The next awful beer I have from Firestone Walker will be the first bad beer I've had from Firestone Walker. Uh, they have the the Pilsner uh, uh, nationwide, in, nationwide. They have 
they have, I mean, their their barrel age program, their sour program, their uh, their their regular IPA Union Jack is just a classic West Coast. Yeah. They're, now they're even doing the Leo versus Ursus. They're probably one of the few black IPAs that could actually sell in our market. Black IPAs don't sell in our market. Nobody, no, it doesn't sell in any market. Nobody's buying black IPAs. Exactly, but I'm telling you, man, that that the, but the old Wookie Jack would sell, and they brought it back as in as, some, as something this past year, and it was really good. Huh. I mean, I'm telling you, man, Firestone Walker. Now I now I got to give a little bit of honorable mention here because I really thought hard about Bells and especially Founders. Because okay. I love solid gold. I can yeah. drink solid gold until the cows come home. I don't even have any cows. I could drink it until <laughs> they probably come home. Uh, so, I, you know, i got to give some honorable mention just, just those two. But those are the three that popped in my mind. But that, oh, my God. And you know what? We haven't even seen the best from, from Firestone Walker yet. They yeah. haven't released Opal out here. They haven't released Sour Opal out here. You know, they're getting into some of the aggressive and the aggressive-based beers that they're doing. But, you know, Peachy Bones just hit. They got their anniversary coming. Name me a bad beer from Firestone. No, Walker. you're right. You're right. You're right. It's that's that's my they're I think they're killing it. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat okay. for a lot of the same reasons. I mean, You're some of my my again when you look at the breadth of what they've got, whether it's Pivo Pills or yeah. it is Sticky Monkey Velvet Merlin or Velvet Merkin, if you get it in the box. How about Mole Merkin? No thanks. I'm not not sure. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I mean, you, like, you I, I tried on the voice. show. I yes, just, please. Coming soon to track. Okay. Right. Fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever I see... Me uh, too. What, <laughs> coming soon at trackside. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I see a Firestone beer and it's a beer in a box, I mean, I, I kind of have to I kind of have to grab it. Um, Did you try ooh. the Dark and Stormy? I don't know that I got that one. I don't know that I was out when that was out. It wasn't terrible. Um, hmm. But again, I mean, that being said, you know, from... Everything to a straight clean beer to their hoppy. I love their Luponic Distortion series. Um, all their barrel aged stuff is just money all day long. I thought long and hard about Boulevard. Uh, I mean, Bells and Founders are up there, but I kind of look at them as more like. Uh, the, but but I, I'm, like, I'm glad you mentioned that because like, I just want to point out, not to steal any thunder, but God damn, is there any better holy tri- holy trinity of breweries in this in the, than what no, Duvel, no. Duvel's portfolio? Nope, no Omagong. Boulevard, Firestone. Although Give I kind of, I kind of feel like Omegang's like, I, I I used to be there and I'm just not there anymore, dude. Uh, but like Firestone for, for their niche, they're ruling their niche. Absolutely, God, they kill it, man. Especially if you really love like Game of Thrones, they're the best Game of Thrones beer out there. Oh my God, dude! I haven't had the smoked porter yet, but that sour blonde and that barley wine were stellar. Okay, he didn't pick up my sarcasm. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. know I picked up Bo- the sarcasm. Bo- Boulevard would have been <laughs> my. <laughs> Boulevard would have been my strong second. Um, That's fun. But yeah, Fire, Firestone Walker for me. Okay. What else? Probably Founders. Okay. Mm. I mean, just mm. probably Founders. They're the all-day IPA, Double Trouble, anything <sighs> curmudgeon. Oh, yeah. Anything barrel-aged. Don't even get me started on Mango Magnifico. Like, uh, what is it like? Like a, like the old man, the old woman, or something like that? Curmudgeon's better half. Better half. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I seen it? Yeah. Uh, I've had, had a lot. Coming soon to trackside. I've had a lot of it. What, what is that one? Uh, it's their old curmudgeon aged in what maple barrels? Uh, something like that. It's oh, well, bourbon, bourbon, maple yeah. I should have guessed rum maple. or something. It's one of the. It's one of it's a barrel. So yeah. So yeah. We'll have it if on you like the bases, you should. Come on in. All right. Here we go. Come on in. 
I mean, like I was going to come earlier, but if you're going to make me wait, what about what about Backwoods Bassford? Backwoods mm. Bassford, God damn, that's that's a good beer. See, the, the yeah. funny thing is about I mean, their barrel programs unlock, but also they're they're crushable beers if we want to yeah. call it that the you know the solid goal that you were talking about. That's I mean, I would take Founders over Bells if we're if we're being picky. I would too. Yeah, uh, the Canaan Falls and the and the Lager of the Lakes are both just classic lagers to me. I love them both, so yeah. it's it's hard for me to say one one over. In, and then plus, I love Bell's Best Brown and and the Double Cream Stout. I could drink all day too. I can I can crush, crush those beers. Yeah, Josh, plus, you, you know, heaven forbid they're big right, stouts so like Expedition. Everybody thinks I'm going to say Boulevard, right? Because no. you're going to say Boulevard. No, Oscar Blues. Woo! I like that call. Okay, that's I, not, I, I that's can not a surprise. That. I, can get that I, I can get behind that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even it, mad. Again, breath of style and yeah, everything totally. else. Don't get me wrong, Boulevard makes some damn fine beer. But I mean, you're not going to get Rye on Rye or Rye on Rye on Rye or Rye on Rye on Rye on Rye. Of course, we haven't had Rye on Rye on Rye on Rye because nobody will send us one. Right, but like you know, just again the breath of style that Oscar Blues does, and just you know, I I assume that Kit and I are very similar in that. Death by Coconut. I don't like to drink the same beer over and over and over again. Absolutely, I need variety. Got to change it up, Boulevard. A yeah, and and Boulevard, they make a lot of good beers, but there's some stuff that I'm not a big fan of. Not gonna lie. Okay, I, I tell my customers there is one thing I'm monogamous about, <laughs> <laughs> and I like your being shop. married. <laughs> oh, uh, right, right, right. Like yeah, being married. Being right, married. Right, right, right. I thought so, you know, so, I, you know, I, you know what? That's the one thing. Otherwise, man, when it comes to beer, man, I think a lot of people love variety. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know so promiscuous drinker. Here, uh, I think we kind of all are. Yeah. Um, if if, and I, I feel pretty good about founders because if we were to, like play a wheel of fortune game where you had like each individual beer that a brewery makes like assigned to a slot and just spin the wheel, right? No matter what comes up for founders, I'm I'm gonna be happy with it. Yeah. And it, I, it's not like I'm. It's not like a please don't land on this. Please don't well, land on this. I was this. gonna say so like. Uh, I can't remember the weird Belgian stout the Boulevard does, but that's that one beer that I'm the like dark a- dark ages. No, not dark that's ages. It's, it's something along Bastard. those lines. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about, and it is atrocious. And like, if that thing popped up, I'd be like, "Fuck this, I'm out, I'm done." Oh, whatever, dude. They're bringing back the chocolate ale for the first time in the market in a hot minute. Yes, I know. I'm very excited. How long's that been? It's it, man. I had, think I had it dark back truth? at Harris Teeter like at 2015. Maybe that's it. So yeah, dude, I can't. Ooh, dark I can't Truth, wait. yeah. Oh yeah, dude, the Dark Truth is part of the Six Glass series or something like that, right? Yeah, and it's yeah, it's not, got that weird triangle logo and yeah, everything. Yeah, and it's yep. not not good at all. It's well, it's good. just not for you, right? It's not for me, and that's where I thought like, all right, they're right up there. They're very close to my always have been, but Oscar Blues constantly knocks it out of the park. I don't think I've ever really had a beer a from bad them choice. I don't like. Really so. isn't a bad choice. Dude, I think that's a great choice, man. Yeah. I mean, you can't, I mean, what, what brew were you going to name? Any of us going to name that we're going to be like, Budweiser. I want, wrong, I want <laughs> Budweiser. Boy, that old, that old school Michelob Beach Bomb Blondale was fabulous. What are you guys talking about? This is about? one of those times where I appreciate that it's the four of us and like Mark's not here because he'd be like, oh dude, totally Cigar City. <laughs> Get out. Get out. All right. Are we ready for break? Usually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in 30.
He just unpaused you guys. Now we can say whatever we want. Yeah, that's right. You can't hold us back anymore, Josh. (laughs) It's time for buy no buy. Uh, Kit, what's up? Why don't you explain how this one works? Nothing could go wrong. So now we talk about if we would individually buy it according to our tastes or not individually buy it according to our tastes. See? Nervous is so easy to replace, it's not even fun. I'm not not that much of a noob. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jeff, first beer up. Uh, First beer up from... uh, All right, Kit, how do you say this? Waka. No, 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 the brewer. Omnipolo. Uh, Omnipolo, Omnipolo, Omnipollo. I mean, if, I don't think they're Spanish, but, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, sure I'm going Omnipolo until I hear that the guy's Mexican um, or, okay, or, or Omnip- Spanish. Well, or, so you say that. This beer is called Oaxaca. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a margarita-style mil- milkshake IPA. <laughs> Mango margarita slush IPA. So, like, we don't have enough noise in the IP world enough. Milkshake, New England... Slush IPA? Yeah, you know, it's that's the hot new trend, Jeff. <sighs> Please go die in a fire. Old man yells at Cloud. That's yeah. right! <laughs> so where are you actually at on this? Get off my lawn. On this beer itself. Uh, so this beer is an IPA brewed with lactose sugar, mango, lime, grapefruit, and vanilla added. Um, <laughs> The sad part is I don't hate it, but I'm not buying this. Okay. This is um, $6 a can. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little pricey. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my complete white suit. Wait, where'd you where'd you buy that? I don't know. Common market. I'm just gonna say. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my white suit. It went six dollars a cannon. Okay. Put, Good to know. Put on my white suit and my white hat. And I'm gonna say hell to the naw, hell to the naw naw naw. I'm not paying six dollars for this. I'm not paying four dollars for this. It's an interesting beer. Would whatever. you pay two dollars for? No, it? I probably would. Okay. Um, here's the thing. So this is labeled as a milkshake IPA on untapped. Is milkshake an actual category now? It just means they're adding lactose. That's all it yeah. means. Okay. Well, I'm not typically a lactose fan. Possibly vanilla. Is there vanilla in that? Yes, yeah. there is. Yeah. Lactose, sugar, mango, lime, grapefruit, and vanilla. Yeah, that's good. That's I don't, that's do not want. No, bye. Wells? There's so much in there. Nothing's in here. I, I'm going to skip it. Can okay. you believe it? Hazy IPA with fruit. And I'm just like, nah, man. Nah, nah, nah dog. But yep. I bet if they put it in maple barrels, you'd still say I'd no. really skip it because I ain't nobody asking for that. Kit. This is the third time I have tried this beer, and I really am trying to come around to it, but it's not happening. <laughs> uh, There's I, a I, ringing endorsement right there. I, I have, uh, and I have sold this beer at my shop. And, um, and I'm telling you, man, I, uh, I have a real problem with New England IPAs when they're done poorly. Which is um, a I lot can, of them. There's a ton of them. And so it, yeah. so it's always funny, though. We always laugh at me because I'm easily laughed at. And, and they, people at the shop say, you know, holy shit, man. You know, you're, you're drinking a hazy IPA right now. And I was like, well, I found a really good one. And when they're really good, they're really good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this one, uh, I, I totally agree with Wells. Too much going on. I'm not getting mango. I get the lime. A little bit of vanilla. The water, I think. The, I think they. I think they did a good job with like the chemical content in terms of the waters, in terms of the hop content, things like that. I think they did a good job. But there's so much going on in this beer. It's an. It's and there's no way I would pay for this beer. Okay. No way. Fair enough. 
Uh, Next period. No, Josh. Josh, what are you doing with this one? Yeah, Josh still has to talk. Josh still. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to talk. But well, he's I, I do because I control the board where I can mute you, motherfuckers. Blah blah. blah and blah, I have blah, a board, blah. and yeah, you don't. That's right. Uh, you listen to every word I got to say. No, I, I agree with Wells. I agree with Kid. There is way too much going on here that it it's making so much noise that it's not making any noise at all. It's just a very ho hum. I'm very disappointed that I spent. Six dollars on this beer, and I didn't get to taste one beforehand. But I'm kind of glad that I didn't spend twelve dollars on this beer to make you motherfuckers have to drink it too. So <laughs> thanks. For no, no buy. So we've got that going for us. Yeah, all right, which is nice. Up. Next beer up. Um, I, I'm sitting here scrolling through uh, Instagram right now, trying to find the account. What's um, what's the IP theft account? Um, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, this one's really bad about the IP theft. Now things. that's what I call. Yeah, this, this is from Southern Range here. In, well, I say here. In, I mean, it's Monroe, North Carolina. For I the know where you're going with this, but now I got it. All right. So yeah, now there, there's, a, there's an Instagram account that is uh, all about uh, intellectual pooperty. Ah, there you go. If you'd like to follow that. Um, they like to. Oh, damn. That's one from Raleigh. Uh, anyway, they like to, to post oh, post uh, can art and bottle art that is very clearly lifting from intellectual property of someone else. Yes. Kind of like the can you're holding. Southern Perhaps. Range from Monroe has this one called, Now That's What I Call Juice Guava. Uh, it's a New England style IPA. Um, I actually kind of like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've been to Southern Range. It's a quaint little small place of course it's been a couple years since i've been uh, i went when they were right open but uh neat place uh they do a lot of interesting things um at the time not all of them were good but uh this one I actually kind of like as far as a, a new england ipa goes and again maybe it's the guava i'm kind of partial to the guava stuff i like this one i'm a buy uh wells I, it's not that i'm a sucker for guava but i'm a sucker for really well done guava and i think this qualifies so I'm a buy. Good. I'll make this one pretty quick. It's a no buy. I, yep. uh, I, 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 I like a lot of what Southern Range does. Um, their guava comes off to me as like a little bit of a rosemary. Okay. Uh, I have not found a rosemary IPA that I've really enjoyed. Okay. And uh, I this one's no different. It's um. Uh, in terms of, I mean, I'm getting that just that striking aromatic on the finish, and I and it's not appealing to me personally, right? But which again, this is a subjective art. So. It's subjective, absolutely. So yeah, no buy from me. Uh, this was one that I actually did buy two of because I wasn't as expensive as the other one, so I sampled one on its own. I did thoroughly enjoy it, and I re-enjoyed it, so I will buy this one again. Yeah. It's a again. It's a neat place. Yeah, um, middle of nowhere. It was one like of those how far in Monroe is it? It's it's downtown. Okay, well, like so, I had ooh. no idea this was even. I had no fucking clue this was a North Carolina brewery. So like, if you're ever if you've ever been in Monroe, and I think yes. you have, yes, um, many you times. know where like the like kind of like general center of town is, where like the courthouse is, yeah, and like the police station and all that. Oh yeah, it's like a block or two away from that. Huh. Okay. It's, it's uh, yeah, interesting. All right. Next beer up. Uh, I am stalling because you I forgot about this beer already. Uh, yeah, I need I need to need to try to get you need a refresher. 
maybe. Uh, Heist Brewing. Dang it. Hold on. Time out. Oaxaca. No, shut it. Oaxaca has a a date on the can. This is something new that I'm doing. Okay, so I'm getting used to it. Oh, Eve, his OCD has gone off the rails, y'all. So uh, the Omnipolo. Middle finger in the air. Oaxaca has a Best Buy BBE. Best best before. Uh, Best. Best Buy enjoyed. Yeah, maybe. Uh, So they're telling you to drink it by November 13th. All right. So I'm still in date. Uh, whereas the Southern Range was canned on uh, 10-3, which was 19 days ago. Okay. All right. Phoenix Trail, hazy IPA from Heist Brewing. Uh, this was canned, ooh, 9-12. This is like 40 days old. <gasps> which, I mean, it's really nothing when it comes down to it. But... <laughs> <laughs> That is the best use of the Jamaican air horn I think I have ever had on the show. Thank you, Kit. I'm not even, not even sure what's going on here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a bet. But it, the fact is that Omnipolo, Southern Range, Heist, they're dating their beers, which is a big thing now. Absolutely. As a consumer, and I don't know how much you, how much crap you may get for this, Kit. If I'm looking for beer and it's on the shelf and it's not date stamped in some form, I won't buy it. I don't like the stuff that tells me when I need to enjoy it by. I don't like Julian dating. I prefer the, this is when we can't it. Not that you can say. Clarity, in other words. Not not that you can say, well, I'm only going to carry the things that say canned on or bottled on, whatever. Agreed. Um, So, yeah. uh, Phoenix Trail, uh, this, again, about 40 days old. Um, It's okay. Um, As far as the hazy IPAs go, this one... uh, we did get this one locked. So I don't know what category this is. I'm, I'm not going to buy it. It's one. a New England IPA. You know, even if this is sitting in your shop, Kit, I'm not going to pick this one up. It's it's okay. It's just not... Doesn't wow me. Well, who else? <clears throat> Wells, you buying this? Yeah. I mean, 40-day-old haze held up pretty well. I was yeah, expecting... It's, it's, it totally did. Started to get a little nervous, but now I'm good. So, Kit, where are you with this? Uh, I'm going to revisit it here just for a second, but I'm going to be honest. Uh, we had it in when it was the week it was canned. We had a keg of it, too. Oh, look at me. I'm it was it was stellar. Uh, uh, it sold out fast, like really fast. Uh, and for a reason, for good reason. I I was super impressed with this beer. I thought it was great. Uh, you know, great job by Scott uh, taking over for Eric over there. Um, I mean, this is an absolute buy uh, if you're a hazy IPA fan. Josh. So, you know, we've joked and half discussed that Wells kind of Stockholmed us into understanding. Kind of? Okay. He did Stockholm us into understanding what a good hazy is. Heist and resident culture, to me in this town, are the two places I trust the most when it comes to making a hazy IPA. And like always, Heist seems to be knocking it out of the park with this one. So, absolute buy. Next beer up. Next beer up is um, a beer from Deschutes. Although it's a collab with Bells and it's a Schwartz beer, which is kind of an interesting option as a 30th anniversary beer. Um, the way I uh, way I understand the backstory on this, do, do you want? Oh, just just gonna say. I mean, that's 
Exactly right. They're just going back with all their old employees and doing beers for their 30th anniversary for oh, people that cool. went on and did other and moved on to other places. And the, the gentleman that was uh, involved in this one is now a brewer at Bell's. Okay. And so that's why they did it with Bell's. So Awesome. Exactly. That's really cool. So, it's, again, it's a Schwartz beer, which you don't see a ton of out there. Um, dark lagers in general, you might see Dunkles here and there. Uh, but you don't see a lot of Schwartz beers, no. uh, much to the Daniel Harder chagrin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, this is a damn good beer. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, I, I would shy away from a Schwartz beer because I would think it would be like overly smoked. Mm-mm. And uh, this is just a real nice. You're thinking rock beer. I, yeah. I know, I know. And, and again, that's where my head goes: is Schwartz beer is close to Roush beer, even though I know it's. it's, it's I know in my oh, head okay, it's fair not. Enough, fair enough. It's still a niche style. Yeah, for sure. But it's it's nice and it's like it's like almost like a good porter. It's it's got, got that roast in there. It's got a little chew to it. It's got like a um, nutty like a, I'm reading it off the can, so it's in my head right now. But I mean, just like it's it, it's just a really nice, well made beer. I really like this. I'm a big buy on this one. Wells, I enjoyed it. It's it's not going to be something I'm tapping, but I mean, I wouldn't mind picking up another one of these and having it again. It's an absolute buy for me. I, I'm a Schwarzbier fanatic. Um, so, you know, I, I always sell these. If I can find, get my hands on any for the shop, the most popular one in the world is Kostritzer. And if you can find Kostritzer, which you can definitely, I, I try to carry as much as of it as I can. I order two, three cases at a time. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's, when people find it, I remember I got a phone call from a guy saying, yeah, we called the importer and they said, you have it. I was like, yeah, where are you located? He's like, Baltimore. He literally came down from Baltimore. Holy to, shit! He took a business trip for his sales uh, for his sales rep down here in Charlotte, yeah. and came and bought me out. Wow! And every now and then, that guy still comes back. So when you can find a great Schwarz beer, so I always tell my customers: if you are a huge stout lover, Schwarz beers are your session beers. Well, and I was about to say, so for Jeff's sake, could you explain really quickly because he thinks this is a smoke right? Beer? So what? It, so what it is I is they. Say- no, 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 no. He, he, he reminded him of it, but that's awesome. Right. You just called him out on that. I, I'm you. conflating. <laughs> I, I am conflating Roush and, and Schwartz, Schwartz. Right. similarly. Yeah. It, it's basically the, to make a great Schwartz beer. So first of all, Schwartz beer is a lager. So it's going to be a lot cleaner, a lot shorter finish than, say, uh, a stout or a porter, unless you're talking about Baltic porter, which are also lagers. But they use Carafa malts on this, and Carafa malts are debittered. Uh, it's the most common malt that's used in a Schwarz beer. So as a result, debittered malts mean no husk. So think of the husk as providing like tannins and wine. Yep. Okay. As a result, you get this great beer with just this chocolate taste. Uh, it's like he said, it's got some chewiness on it, a little bit of nuttiness, but man, it's a session beer. You know, they're usually fall in the range of five to 6%. Schwartz beers are one of the most underappreciated styles in the world today. Oh, for sure. And uh, and, and under misunderstood apparently by this guy. No, it's okay, but it's cool. It I, I mean, the bottom fun. line is though is that I mean, people need to be picking up this beer. If you, especially right now in this weather, yeah. I mean, come on, man. There's not very many better beers than a Schwartz beer. This is this is an absolute buy for me. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's no big surprise. German beers and me, we we get along very great. And Schwartz beers have been one of those things I've always loved as well. And 
it's you're right, kid. It's almost like a sessionable stout. It's very mm. low ABV. It's very easy drinking. Goes down smooth. Nice chocolatey hints, like we've all discussed. Very chewy. Not a porter. Not any of the other weird things. You know, it's just a great ass beer. So absolute buy. All right, next beer up. Final beer up for the show. Oh, final beer up. Yeah, I know. Can you believe that we're already there? Uh, final beer for the show. A. Um, uh, am I correct in saying this is the first bottle offering? At least since Carly got there, yeah. Uh, first Carly bottle offering from Bold Missy here in Charlotte. Um, I'm not even going to pretend to understand or know all the backstory of uh, Bold Missy. Um, but this is their Conquer the Rote Bourbon Barrel Aged Chocolate Stout um, made with pure organic liquid cacao responsibly sourced from Peru and Ecuador. I'm very glad that they didn't irresponsibly source that. <laughs> Uh, so is Asian bourbon barrels. Um, I would love to tell you that I am on board with this beer because normally this hits all the things that I like, but the product just didn't carry for me. It was it poured thin, it drank thin. It's to me more of a it's a chocolate porter, not a barrel Asian imperial stout. No buy. Okay, Wells. I mean, it's it's kind of like a. It's not something I need a fork and knife with, and you know that that's kind of part of its appeal for me. Okay, so I'm going to buy this because it does tick a lot of the the chocolate, vanilla, you know, the savory notes. But uh, I'd love to be one over. I'm just not. It's all right. Kit, where are you? Uh man, I'm so torn on this one. Um, I tapped the keg of this in my shop. We were talking about this off mic. And you know what, man? On the on tap, man, this beer was one of the best bourbon barrel stouts I had had in Charlotte. Without question, no blowing smoke up anyone's ass. And that's saying a lot because we have some damn good. We got good, some damn good ones here, like, okay? Cat you know, and, and I I mean, and I'm not going to sit here and, and start ranking beers, but yeah, there are some really good ones, man. And honestly, Carly is super talented. The backstory is, you know, Carly was the new brewer that took over back in January. Well, maybe it was uh, early February, but. Uh, you know, she has been, she has changed up their beers and done amazing things. And so, to uh, full disclosure, I believe the regular version of this, the chocolate Conquer the Root uh, st- uh, stout, is actually only six or seven percent. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she barrel aged this, got it up to nine wow. nine point one percent. And and Jeff, I I understand where you're coming from, man. I think this beer out of the bottle came out a little bit thin and I'm definitely going to text Carly later and let her know that I had the bottle. And look at like, you name dropping like a motherfucker. Hey, look, I'm going to be texting the brewer, asking her what up with this. I mean, it, well, it's our, <laughs> I mean, it's my job. I mean, I, okay. You know, all right. So I don't, fine. I don't rate things on, on tapped because why would I put myself out there when I can just text somebody and say, right. Hey, yo, dude, I got some, I got some bad news for you. This beer I didn't like very much. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, <laughs> you know, but you know, yeah, you fucker. Anyway, uh, I mean, uh, the bottom line is is that the beer on tap was stellar, and and as I said, we we put it on tap in non stout season. It was just ninety degrees a couple weeks ago. We right, sold, yeah, we Truth. sold we sold this keg out in non stout season in a week. Okay, it was awesome. That's impressive. And so I and so when I tasted this. I got I at the first at the nose I got a little bit of chocolate got a little bit of bourbon and I was like wow this is I can't wait to drink this and then all of a sudden I got it and I was like shit it's thin yeah and I I, I can't uh, man I was like mm. 
I, she's gonna she's gonna do better. And I'm telling you, go find it on tap. Go okay. find it on tap. If it's on tap, hundred percent buy it. Okay. I, it's I on the bottle on this batch. I'm I'm gonna understand where like where Kissel's coming from. But I'm with Wells. I would still buy this. I still think it's well done. Okay. I, you know, and I, and I look forward to being proven wrong or or to have my opinion changed on this. This one just for me, like, uh, not not my bag. All right. Uh, so I'm in Camp Jeff in this one because I hadn't tried it on tap. And what's in that bottle is not something that interests me in any way, shape, or form. 100% fair. But, you know, I, I trust Bold Missy, and, and I'm sure they'll turn it around. So I, I'm going to know by it now. And... I'll wait until I can try it on tap or the next batch. Either way. We'll find a crowler for you, man. Seriously, right. it's 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 legit, man. Cool. All right, so it's time for I tap that. How does that work? I tap that is our opinions on which of the beers we tried during this show that you've been so patiently listening to that we would tap at our own home kegerator. <laughs> Patience is definitely the word. It's a virtue. <sighs> Amen. All right, Jeff, where you at, dude? Um, I'm going to go with the Southern Range. Uh, again, I'm a sucker for the guava. I like this. It works for me. It doesn't smell like baby vomit or whatever kid has issues with. Um, <laughs> okay. Th- this is the, I, I like this. I, I would do this one. Wells, what are you going to tap? Oh man. <sighs> Hayes bro reporting for duty. <laughs> Kit, where are you? Oh man. You know what? Um, I, I, I can't tap Imperial Stouts. I just gave that glowing endorsement for uh, Bold Missy because I, I do love that beer on tap, man. It's l- super legit, dude. But Jeff knows where I'm going right here, man. That Schwarz beer. Give me that damn beer. Yeah, you can have the rest of it. That Schwarz beer. I, man, I would tap this all day long and then some. It's always telling when, when we have all these samples out and sometimes people go back to them and they're like, let me give it a little more of this. Let me try a little more. I can't remember. We come back around for buy, no buy. It's like, I'm going to have a little bit more. Kit's been like draining that can since the minute it got opened. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's uh, this, this Schwartz beer. Oh, jeez. Such an unappreciated oh, stuff. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. The Schwartz beer. Oh, jeez. I don't know. I got oh, a bathroom break. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what are you tapping? Hayes Bro 2 reporting for duty, sir. Whoa. Oh, are you tapping the heist? Yep. Damn, son. Pretty yep. good. All right, Jeff. In the show, where are we at? Uh, come find us, the Craft Beer Cast. Um, go to craftbeercast.com on the interwebs. Go to at CBCast on the Twitters. Uh, I, do we still have an Instagram? Is that still a thing? I don't know. I can't oh, even sorry. get into it anymore. Fair enough. It's probably Chris's fault. Y'all need a volunteer. Bastard. Um, yeah, actually, if you want to, that'd be great, Wells. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, if you want to support us, patreon.com slash craftbeercast. Thanks to... Uh, the very small number of you that are supporting us in that way. We thank you for your support in that. Um, for those of you out there that that uh, trade and send us beer, thank you very much for that. We very much appreciate that as well. It helps. Uh, every little bit helps. You know, I mean, we're yeah. uh, a trio, more or less. Yeah, anymore. Uh, are we going to count Chris? I don't know. The tripod. You know, we're, we're a, a group of guys that uh, buy beer with our own money and bring it in. And occasionally we get stuff donated or traded to us and we bring that in. But for the most part, you know, we're doing this all out of our own pockets. We get a little bit from the Patreon. Yeah, and that That's, little bit helps pay for hosting costs more than anything. Yeah, it's, it's not a ton of money. It really isn't. We are by no means uh, paying for our beer with it, as Josh tried to pretend last show. Um, we are not making that kind of money. No, promise no, no. you that. Uh, but no, thank you for your support. It's really great. And you know, like maybe you can't support with beer. Maybe you can't support financially. Uh, tell a couple friends. 
that's can be just as big a deal as anything else because yep. maybe they can support us in that way. You never know. Um, but just thank you for whatever you do. Uh, meanwhile, uh, again, at CBcast on the Twitters. How about you, Wells? You can find me at all the Wells on Instagram, really. Twitter if I have a deadline that I'm trying to avoid. All right. Kit. You can find me and my uh, my uh, enthusiastic employees down at Trackside Crafts in Pineville, North Carolina, historic downtown Pineville, 330 Main Street. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Trackside Crafts. Uh, follow our Facebook page for all our latest updates for awesome events, what breweries are coming into town and so forth. And and again, like I say every time, guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for letting me come on, drink some beer with you guys, and always. have a blast, man. It's always fun. I wish I could do it more whenever Purvis isn't here, which apparently is every week. Yeah, seems like it. So, uh, no, but thank you, thank you, thank you. And sorry, Chris, I missed you. Uh, I'm sure you're listening. You're not sorry. Uh, you know, but, you know, you haven't been to the shop in like a year anyway, so screw up. Yeah, exactly. Screw you. <laughs> screw you. Uh I think we said everything else. Rate and review us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. And you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget, Sausage Fest. Sausage is in my mouth. It'll be fun. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday.